to the Making Laps Podcast. Jesse's playing fart sounds while you I'm speak. It's kind of testing, funny. Testing, testing, fart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, awesome. Okay. So that's great. That's the important thing. So, okay. Uh, let's begin. Hello and welcome again to the Making Laps podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my brother, Jesse Gleason. Hello, everyone. We are back on YouTube, hopefully. Uh, we... Finally managed to get one on there last week, and it was a good episode to get on with Chris Meyer and our, our memories and stuff. Good episode. I was very happy with it. I hope everybody else was as well. And on the line with us again is our Where co-host and, and Florida Connections, Phil Jakes, who can't hear the music we're playing because that's a unfortunate, but... <laughs> Which he knows. He knows what it is. He smiled when I did it, which is kind of weird because maybe he can't it's picking even hear up through it. your mic. I don't know. We have I, we're terrible. I can hear it a little bit through the microphone, but then I couldn't hear anything that Brent was saying. And I was waiting for him to cue to me to say something. Hi, <laughs> Trying Will. to read his lips. Hi. How are you, Phil? Hello, Phil. Not too bad. I wish you could hear what we're playing because this really screws everything. Anyway, no peeks behind the curtain. Anyway, all right, so. When's I'm, I'm going to throw this to Phil on the personal. We usually do the personal updates at the beginning of the show. Phil, what's your next race you're looking at doing? I know you put the car in a garage. I'm going to throw it to you first. You might as well tell us what you're thinking about doing. I'm actually not sure. Uh, there's a 50 lapper coming up at the beginning of uh, March at New Smyrna. That's the season opener for track points. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and skip that one just because I'm trying to recoup the money that I spent at Speed Weeks. Um, I'm also redoing all the front hubs, spindles, brakes, rear hubs, rear brakes, everything, calipers, just trying to take some weight off the car and, uh, get some of the rotating mass down as well. So, uh, trying to, trying to keep up with the Joneses. That's a good idea. Anytime you can spend getting the car faster and making sure that every, every I is crossed and D is, and, uh, T is, uh, dotted. I know I said that backwards. That's on purpose. Uh, th- then, yeah, it's a good thing, especially when you're going at those speeds, man. You don't want a bolt coming loose or something stupid, like a no, brake, especially like a brake hub, like mount coming off your hub. That would be bad. Yeah, no, that wasn't good. The car just suddenly stopped turning. Yeah, it's bad. I wasn't sure. Wasn't sure what was going on, but you can hear an audible pop in the in the video. So, yeah, I don't have much in the way of updates. I sold the rear end. Uh, traded off some parts, cleaned the shop up a little bit, did a little work for somebody else. Um, I hammered the entire body out because I'm like, I don't really feel like spending the money on a new body, so I figured I'd pay tribute to Scott Sundin and just tap all the dents out, throw a coat of paint on it, and send it out there. I wanted to pay that tribute because I'm getting the impression that I don't think Scott's coming back um, because I saw both of his sportsmen up for sale. Jay is selling both of them, and I think he's all done. Uh, and it makes me sad. It really does. So I wanted to pay tribute by just hammering him out and just sending it out there, not putting a nice new fresh body on it. 
it's good from 50 feet away because that's what he would do you know yeah, it'll be like a golf ball too nice and aerodynamic they are that's that's why they do it they put dimples in golf balls because it makes them uh more aero efficient i think it just pre- it creates more low pressure zones it's like a truck bed you leave the cap off of it you get better fuel mileage you leave the bed uh you leave the tailgate in your bed with no cap on it you get better fuel mileage because it swirls around in the bed and it creates a low pressure zone and the air comes over it naturally so that's what they do with eh, enough science enough bs but like i said i wanted to I wanted to pay some tribute to him. If the, if he if he really is done, and I think I'm actually spreading a rumor by saying that because I don't even really know for sure. I, I should have reached out to Jay first, but when you put both of your cars up for sale, it's pretty you know easy to think that you might not be back. And I mean, we had a lot of really awesome memories with Scott and really great battles. I mean, I can just look back to 2012 with Jesse and him running against each other for the title and both ending up one and two in the country. I mean. Scott won like eight races and we won like five and it came down to the last race of the year. We lost by like 20 something points anyway, even though we won the race and we did all we could, but we raced each other with a lot of respect and as cleanly as possible. We might've had a disagreement here and there, but we still came home at the end of the night after racing each other without, you know, tearing the cars up and nothing we ever did to each other was enough to be angry for any length of time whatsoever and as a matter of fact we're still friends and respectful towards each other and i love racing against the guy and i you know i learned a lot from him and I, like i said if he's gone then that's a real loss for racing and i can see why but you know it's it just stinks so i, I figured i'd put that out there early on in the show part part of me actually wonders if he might be getting in the sk I bet you Jay will put him in it for a few races. I think that was the plan a few years ago, was to have him come yeah. out and just play around with it. Um, but again, when you see both the cars go up, it's like, oh, shit. You know, it, it just makes me sad. Somebody's going to end up with two really nice race cars. but Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it is sad. I mean, I'm sure Jesse could elaborate on some of the stuff we've we've done over the years with the guy. and You know, just stories or memories or whatever, but... Who? <laughs> Scott Sundin. Oh. <laughs> Jesse was busy typing and looking stuff up on the computer and not listening. I think you were That's watching a, a hockey game, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to pay attention. So so he's retiring. Uh, it's, that's kind of what I'm gathering. I mean, I'm not, I don't know for certain, but I like like I said, when you see both the cars go up for sale after a rule change, it's not. You, you can pretty much put the pieces together. So Plus, he's been racing a long time and, you know. I don't think he's a fan of well, the Well, it's not like he does, has anything to prove. I mean, he's won everything there is. I mean, the guy's a hard runner. He Very, very – that's going to be a big – that's a big blow to the quality of the division if he goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was a yardstick. He's one of the best. He's definitely – He was a yardstick. Yeah. You can't say that about a lot of people. But, I mean, I, I, I would – pull the trigger on this until i hear a press release you know yeah i'm not saying it's true i'm not saying it's <laughs> for all i know or... that some bitch is building a new bfr car right off the jig <laughs> with some new tin and and a new commie plant yeah uh, you know that. that's that's completely within the realm of possibility as well you know i mean i could i could see that as well so i'm not gonna have, i ain't gonna put score point i'm not gonna put dirt <laughs> on his grave yet i'm just gonna say it's sad if it is but if it's not then cool i can't right, wait to see you back on the track that, so yeah, the Islanders went up one nothing. So sorry, <laughs> I, I wasn't paying attention. Jesse's foolhardy enough to be an Islanders fan, but he's you know, I he sticks with it. Yeah, 
Hockey? What's that? You live in Florida. You don't know what that is. You abandoned know. You abandoned your roots, so you don't remember what well, hockey is. Well, the only good sport that's left. That's the only thing. Other than auto racing. Yeah. yeah. Speaking auto of the North. the only real sport. Correct. <laughs> Isn't that what Hemingway said? Auto racing is the only real sport. Everything else is a game or something like that? Yeah, I believe Hemingway said something like, um, yeah, there is to have... have only one ball, whereas racing drivers needest two balls. I don't think that's exactly what he said, but I thought Henry <laughs> would say that. I think we should have looked that one up before I opened my mouth, but I'm pretty sure that's what something he said. Anyway, uh, speaking of he the was North, drunk East, most of the time anyway. Well, in the of course press, he was. So he could have said it. I think I mean, he said the only true sports are bullfighting and auto racing or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, so Seacon, we we got to touch on this since we're talking about the Northeast, since we live there and Phil doesn't because he abandoned us. Um, Where are you? <laughs> I didn't abandon you. I went to nicer weather and year-round racing. I'm so and sorry. And spiders and snakes and, and sinkholes. And are you looking for uh, a roommate now? And uh, crocodiles or alligators or whatever they are. Racing all year round. Yeah. Uh, so Seacon Speedway. Received a phone call, a FaceTime from Dave Portnoy at Barstool Sports to be a part of the Barstool Fund. And if people don't know what the Barstool Fund is, they should know because they're the only people out there doing anything for small businesses during this whole pandemic situation. Barstool took it upon themselves to create this fund and uh, give grants out to who they felt were deserving small businesses through donations uh, given to them by uh, celebrities or other larger corporations and businesses, um, people with money, donors, anybody who basically gave Barstool Fund money, they're handing that money out to small businesses in need. You send in a video, they judge that video, they call up, excuse me, sorry, I got to edit that one out. That was unstoppable. Uh, but like you're going to cry. No, I drinking way too much of this and uh it came up very quickly i was like Ugh. but anyway <laughs> anyway uh but no if i was a if i was a small business owner i probably would if dave portnoy was on the line facetiming me for uh barstool fun stuff but yeah they're helping out seekonk speedway with a uh, grant because they were they got hit real hard uh last pandemic and i know davis uh sensitive to massachusetts businesses and you know places from him from where he grew up like around the the Boston area and surrounding zones in eastern Massachusetts, or even all Massachusetts, let's be fair. So, yeah, they got that, and that's cool. Uh, obviously, we don't know how much they're getting, but it's going to be just, an, it's going to be fine. Whatever it is, anything will help, and it's going to help keep them open. Hopefully, they get a little bit more of a relief with uh, restrictions this year, which I don't believe in, but, you know, the government does what they want. So, uh, anyway, anybody have anything else to say about it? I want to open it up to everybody. I just think it's cool that uh, Portnoy is doing that just in general, helping so many people when really the government doesn't seem to care at this point right now. Yeah, and I'm just glad that motorsports is considered mainstream enough in the sports world to be considered on Barstool Sports. Well, Barstool, um, I know that, what was it, last year or two years ago, they they kind of got into racing. And, uh, like Portnoy was going around to NASCAR races and he loved it. And they started their own, uh, Twitter page called Barstool Racing. And, uh, they do some of the typical Barstool stuff. They show videos and have memes and stuff. It's a pretty good follow. I enjoy it. 
Uh, but they are about racing now, and it's bringing a demographic to racing in general. So I'm, I'm glad that they have that effort. And, uh, yeah, they're showing it by supporting a, sh- a local short track, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that. So anyway, we can talk. Actually, I'm going to bring the tone down quite a bit now because a little, a little like, I wanted to say a little under an hour before we released or, no, started recording the podcast, whatever I'm trying to say. Uh, a friend of the podcast and a, a friend to short track racing posted on her social media channels, and we're talking about Nicole Rose. She posted a message two and, hours ago. It was it two hours ago. Yep. Okay. On her social media channels, it was on her Twitter. That blew up pretty heavy. It was on her Facebook. I didn't check anywhere else because I didn't need to. I already got the story. Um, about an incident that she was involved in. Uh, a sexual harassment incident down at New Smyrna Speedway. And apparently a person or a group of people at least uh, made... I'm trying to frame this properly. uh, Rude, insensitive comments uh, in a sexual manner. Obviously, I think this person was uh, intoxicated as well. But I don't give that any excuse. I'm just saying I'm just giving you... He open-handed slapped her ass. I think that trumps anything that the mouth goes. Is that what he did? Yeah. Where'd you hear that? She's on the video. Oh, was yeah, that? Yeah, it was right on the video. On the I'm video. sorry, I, I didn't catch that part. I think that's the one thing that kind of pisses me off that. about the video is that it's not sexual harassment. It's way beyond sexual harassment. That is assault, brother. That Hold is on. because um, you don't touch. That's assault, brother. Yeah, exactly. I wish Phil could hear our sounds again. I'm sorry, but um, I. It is assault. You no, t- I if don't you, double as, dog dare you. If you lay your hands on somebody in any way, especially while making sn- uh, rude comments or sexual comments. Comments or whatever, are one it, thing, you know. Even while doing comments it. Comments are And whatever. if you touch somebody in, shit about in that kind of way, that is assault. It's not harassment. It's assault. So I don't know, you know. It's it kind of boggles my mind. I mean, we are we're on here talking about like simps and all other shit, but this is a whole other realm of idiocy. No, this that, is unacceptable. Yeah, this is like pervasive right. and unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I should give it up to Florida man and say, what do you think? But I, you're probably just going to echo what we think. So, yeah, it's just when when I saw Nicole post about it on Twitter. I mean, I had just seen her the day before, and it just is mind-blowing that anybody could do that. It doesn't matter if you're at a racetrack or not. Nope. Yeah, I mean... doesn't matter if you're at a racetrack or if they have a symmetrical face and a flat stomach. doesn't matter. I mean... Don't matter. I'm trying to just like wrap my head around the logic as to why you would do it and think it was acceptable in any way it's like think of the balls you had to have to think mm-hmm. that that was like okay and that you'd get away with it it's like no it's the, what, the, what the fuck are you thinking bro like yeah. the, the liquor what are you makes doing? it easier to do those inhibitions you know yeah but again it's I'm not sure, i've been pretty huh. damn drunk in my life and i've never done anything like that or even considered doing anything like that i'm not saying the liquor is solely to blame it is it is the catalyst that propels those with you know it, it it makes it easier for a scumbag to do it you know it gives whereas, them the courage to be the asshole they are inside whereas phil and i have been plenty drunk we've been beyond drunk we've been like woohoo look out 
drunk and that's <laughs> never happened no. no 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 i mean i've been i've been pretty goddamn bad in my life what pisses me off is that but i've never done that is that a lot of people like excused it they they mentioned it, oh because you're pretty and oh blah, blah, yeah blah, they blah, justified blah. it yeah you can't do that either um number one that's victim blaming and all that shit none or two it makes the sport look bad I, mean, I don't care where you are, but uh, just because somebody has, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, symmetrical features on her face and a flat stomach doesn't mean uh, they should be treated that way. It doesn't matter. It's not good for the sport. And if anybody wants to know, the sport is, look around the sport, it's dwindling numbers as far as participation. Um, I've always had a theory that... Um, if you have uh, quote unquote beautiful people within your sport, and you promote that place as a safe environment and a place for the beautiful people to meet and carouse and and congregate and c- grow a community, then that makes your sport cool. And if it makes your sport cool to have the beautiful people there, then your sport will thrive. So you more apt to what everyone should be doing if they all love short track racing for real is especially to treat. Well, everybody with more respect, but especially, you know, especially, you know, if somebody is getting harassed or assaulted and to stand up for it and not become cowards and excuse that form of behavior. Yeah, the only reason nobody stepped in was because they were, you know, cowards and they didn't, you know, want to step in because they just didn't want to be a part of it or something. I don't know, because if you should have just said something or done something instead of sitting there and being like, oh, well uh you're pretty so be get used to it it's like well no yeah harassment <laughs> yeah okay no. i kind of get it for harassment you know for, for just people running their mouth okay i kind of get it you know that's just words but if somebody fucking touches you then then we're talking way out of bounds even they could even, be they should have been arrested even is, even the words coming out, it's like, just shut the fuck up. I mean, you're still an asshole, but you still have a right to be an asshole in the country, you know, as far as I know. Yeah. I just can't but, believe someone didn't step in and say something before it escalated to that. Still an asshole. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's the whole problem here is that nobody did anything. There were, it's obvious that there were more than one person there, and I've heard up to three or four, and nobody did something. It's like, yeah. all of you don't know what the fuck you're doing? Like you're all idiots yeah. then? Like what the fuck? Where'd you, who raised you? You know? You know something funny actually. Well, kind of funny, only because my humor is dark. But this this situation actually happened to me exactly in reverse. Um, not Nicole per se, but um, <laughs> I but I was, uh, I a woman did the same exact thing to me. What, Brent? I said I was hoping not. No, <laughs> I'm just I'm just joking. But yeah, we're no. but yeah, it's um. Yeah, the uh, the reverse part is, uh, yeah, a woman did this actually same thing to me back when I was younger and had more symmetrical facial features and a flat stomach. That Those days are long. That was a long time ago. I was working at a pizza place and I was washing the dishes. And, back uh, when you were pretty. Back when I was pretty. I was bending over the sink and, and this, this woman, beast, whatever the hell she was, <laughs> this woman-like thing. Uh, opened her hand and did the same fucking thing. Slapped my ass as hard as I could, as hard as she could. I was and I was like shocked. And then I put everything down and I and I took her outside, 
And I I just went up one side and down the other, just cussing her out and everything. And I uh, and I was just like, listen, you ugly piece of shit. Well, oh, are you in love with me? Is that why? Oh, you want to touch me? And it's like, well, guess what? I wouldn't fuck, I wouldn't pity fuck you if you were the last person on earth. I don't care if you had cancer. I wouldn't pity fuck you. <laughs> oh my and, God, he brought cancer. Into yeah, it. I wouldn't pity fuck you if your life depended on it. Don't interrupt. And (laughs) and I said, don't interrupt my story. (laughs) Calm down. Calm down. And I, you know, and I went to say that you know her 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 face made her look like it made a freight train look down a take a dirt road and you know and her eyes wouldn't point in the same direction. So you know, I would never see eye to eye with her. Um. Is that a joke? <laughs> that is a joke. Bill McNeil? That is kind of a joke. Yeah, I would never see eye to eye with with them him either, you know. But um, but yeah, it it happened to me, and I, that was that was a shitty feeling, and I was so angry, you know. And I just I was so I I wanted to be so extra mean and cuss her out, and everything like don't you ever fucking touch me again. Now imagine you that know? for for Nicole. imagine now. And imagine her dealing you know, with that. And I'm a big guy, so I can handle track. it. Now imagine, you know, someone a little bit, you know, she's not a wilting flower by any means, but, you know, it still doesn't matter. <laughs> like I said, imagine her having to deal with that now going, she probably gets at least a cat call at very minimum, probably at every single track she goes to. You can probably guarantee that. Right. You know what sure. I mean? Absolutely. I would say she does, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I would say at least every track, at least once, bare minimum. So it's like, imagine that's that. That's not okay. Just yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, imagine having, imagine having to deal with it constantly all the time, and it and this time it escalates to that, and it's like, that's right. that's enough. Right. It know? doesn't matter if at the supermarket. It doesn't matter if it's at the gym or whatever. I'm sure it happens anywhere. You yeah. Know? It's like, listen, guys. It doesn't fucking work. Don't fucking do it. Yeah. Okay, just shut the fuck up. She's not going to date you. She's not going to fuck you. You're not that good. (laughs) Everything you say is probably fucking stupid. I know. Shut the fuck up. All right? Leave her alone. Let's just... Leave everybody alone. All right? We need... We need people with symmetrical features and flat stomachs in racing to make it cool. Stop it. Stop ruining racing by this kind of behavior. Don't push them away because what you're doing is you're fucking pushing them away. You're pushing people away. Now no yeah. one wants to hang out with a bunch of drunk retards. Yeah, no pretty fuck much. wants that? Nobody. Yeah, is that what we want? We don't want to be like that. No. no. I don't want to deal with them as a guy, much less, you know, everything The only else. drunk retard I want to hang out with is Phil. And yeah. I can't because he's in Florida. Damn right. Yeah. No. That I escalated. Mean, Hi, Phil. I miss you. Who's <laughs> got a spare room? Come on down and hang out. That's right. Are you renting? <laughs> are you and are you renting? Because well, you'll be renting nine hundred dollars a month. Oh, how damn. much? How much? Damn, that's not bad. I didn't catch what he said. Nine hundred. Damn. Hey, oh, that's just for one room. Five days a week. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I could get an apartment for that much. God damn it! <laughs> if you want to use the bathroom, it's going to be more. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. You don't have two in that palatial estate? Ooh. What if we just aim at the crow? 
Yeah, we'll just shit in the bucket outside. There's plenty of sinkholes outside, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Meg needs her own microphone. <laughs> There's going to be a house next door to me soon. I'm sure Should I? be for rent. Hey, I got an idea. Should I bring in a woman's perspective on this sexual harassment thing? No. I don't even know what's yes, going on. I just we're talking about Jesse We're talking about Nicola Rose. I was, she I was posted, sharing my pain. She posted that <laughs> she had an incident at Nude Smyrna this weekend where she was nice. sexually harassed and assaulted it's just somebody story. slapped her on the ass. Oh. Not cool. Do you want to say anything or Yeah, that's definitely not cool. Don't touch. Do you want to hop on a mic or Um Was she gonna God. say anything different? Well, no, it's no, a perspective it's really, thing. I mean, it's like, all perspective. I'm just offering a, a platform for someone else. To... I mean, as a woman, have I been slapped on the ass unexpectedly? Yes. I certainly wanted to turn around and punch that person in the face. Speaking, Speaking to, to the, the mic, mic, please. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm sure that picked it up. Oh, I can yell from the other room and it picks it up. I can hear her perfectly fine. Yeah. Okay, um, I just want to make sure her message gets out. Yeah, it's... I mean, good for yeah. Nicole for not punching that guy in the face, because I certainly would have wanted to. But... As someone that's happened to, I can understand why she wouldn't. But that's so messed up. Yeah. That is so messed up. But I mean, at a racetrack, like, or in a public in a public setting, being female and receiving catcalls or even like harassing comments. Oh, I mean, sure. how infuriating is it? Um. You know, constantly, but like constantly receive beratement and all this other bullshit. You know, it's like one thing, like in the. The span of one day, I can think of, like, a trip to New York once. I was just, like, by myself, just walking down the street. And within the span of five minutes, someone threw a cigarette at me. Like, a lit cigarette. I don't know why. And wow. then, That escalated. Because you were right? in New York. You didn't have your face so, covered. So, he threw it right at my boobs. And then, like, five minutes later, some guy came along, and he did a double take. And he's like, I love you. I love your face. And then he, like, blew a kiss at me and ran away. And I'm like, what the f-? Like... Let me smell your feet. I just want to get lunch. Like... <laughs> Um, Stone her. She's not wearing like, face mark. And it's like I'm not like super hot or anything. I just have boobs. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, nobody's I mean, looking up there anyway. Brent has said I'm not a bridge troll, so I'll I'll take that. And, I am. Um, <laughs> Brent, you're such a romantic. I tell you what. That's um, why she married me. Yeah, that was, right? that was the pickup line that made it work. Actually, I mean, no, it wasn't. Oh, okay, fair enough. But I'm not going to repeat that on the air because God knows I have family members that probably listen to this and they don't need to hear that. Mm. So um, it worked. It was funny as hell, and I laughed for probably, like, two or three days. It worked. Um, sure. <laughs> wow. Anyway, yeah, I mean... That's really sad. It is sad. Yeah. But, it yeah, is- women, like... Like, a whistle is one thing. Even getting yelled at, if it's not, like, too obscene, is, you know... It just- happens. But the attitudes on that is changing from women. Like, for me, I... Sometimes people will say, like other guys, they'll say, "Well, why can't you take a compliment?" Well, it, it's know, all in perspective. Exactly. I, yeah. I wish I was harassed now. You know, I. You know, I mean, if you're forty or fifty, you may change your mind on that. You know, it's one thing you're walking not across assaulted. the street. You're walking across the street to get the mail, and somebody whistles at you, and you're just like, yeah, you just kind of wave and walk away. It's like, mom. But like, if they get in your face about it, or they slap your ass, it's like, what the hell is wrong with you? That's, that's yeah, messed now up. I, that's assault, brother. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. What and happened? I don't did, double dare you. Did did she well, do anything about I, it? I I I don't know. I I I posted the video to uh, the Making Laps podcast Facebook feed. 
so that we could get that get her word out there a little bit more. We don't have a bunch of a following, but at least we got something. We'll throw it out there. I did post it. It's about 12 minutes long. I was going to play it on the show, but I, again, if you want to see it, go see her Facebook page. Go go on her Twitter, Enlero44. Go, uh, anybody shared it. I mean, it's got to be, you got to see it. It's around. I mean, again, go to Making Laps Podcast on Facebook. Was it any one of these so, guys? I, I don't know. It might have been, but I they, she posted yeah. a name, and then she kind of cut it back and removed the tag and stuff. They know and, something. Yeah, it seems like it. I, that that photo kind of skeeved me out. I know people listening can't see the photo. They look but, a little young for it, but yeah. But still. again, they're they're young enough to be stupid, so I'm I'm not putting it past that. So I mean, all right. Uh, I just have one thing. If we know like Grandpa Dave and Ernie, oh God, you know that they're probably going on their way right now to New Jersey to find him and 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 then murder him. They're probably going to cut him up into little tiny pieces and remove his organs in alphabetical order um saving his windpipe for last my my guess um and then the last thing he's probably going to smell <laughs> is uh uh grandpa I'm dave's grandpa dave's boot um after he accidentally steps in dog shit on his way to crush his windpipe die suffocating dying a slow agonizing death which is will be very cold frightened and I'm, alone i'm scared very frightened i'm scared already jesse i am uh, removing my offer of that room for rent <laughs> hey phil can we take it our kid needs to go to school yeah i just have one more thing go ahead <laughs> i you farted want, so, uh, <laughs> you want to bring this back to something a little bit more light Okay, go ahead. Okay, so when I was 14, I used to go for walks in Sterling. Woman's perspective. Yeah, this is a woman's perspective. And now, keep in mind, as a kid, I was um, often made fun of a lot. So any attention from anybody, I was just kind of like, well, they like me. Well, anyway. Same. Um, yeah, that's not necessarily a good uh, perspective to have either. But when I was 14, I would take these two-mile-long walks and... Without fail, it was in the afternoon. It's not like it was close to night or anything. But without fail, the same truck would drive by me every freaking day. And they would yell out the window. And they were older guys. Like, I mean, one guy had had to be old enough to be my grandfather. And the other guy had to be his son or something. And they would yell out the window. And they didn't have any fucking teeth. And they were like, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh my God. Maybe they're just being neighborly. The hell? No, they would honk their horn and they would wave and whistle. And it was just like. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so then Thanks one time, for that. my mom and I went to <laughs> okay, Chinese bye. food. And we left the parking lot. And they were in the parking lot. And they yelled at us both. <laughs> That's just that's just stalking. That's it was so messed up. It was a lot, Roger, we're, we're talking about, but that was the last time I saw them because I had moved out of Sterling by then. So yeah, I mean, go take a look at her video on on our Facebook page, her Facebook page, her Twitter, everything. Um, gain a little perspective and do better by women. Okay, let's, so we're thirty. Let's get them minutes into the podcast. Are we going to talk about racing? That was about racing because okay. it's people in racing sure. and they're important people. And yes, you know, very important. I mean, hell, it wasn't that long ago that women weren't even allowed in the pits, and right. they're still getting harassed and bullshit. So it's like, well, look, we, you know, we need all the people in racing that we can. So it's supposed to be a fucking family environment. Be more like family and leave the fucking people alone. 
So there. Tell him. Just... Okay, so why don't we bring it back towards racing, Phil? What do you think? <laughs> hey, I'm all game to do whatever. Okay, great. Already <laughs> fucking time, sweetheart! Okay, great. All right, so this weekend, Big League NASCAR returned. Uh, I was going to go into the end of New Smyrna and stuff because we missed a lot of that, but let's be fair. There's a whole ton to cover. I mean, it was just it was fun to watch. There. That's all I got to say about it. Because <laughs> let's be fair. There's there's two things. It was the Ryan and Matt Hertzman show. Yeah, it was, you know, qualifying night for Cup was the John Blewett, the third race, I believe. And Ryan Priest started last. And he made his way to the front and won that race. That was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Hirschman won the Richie Evans 100 uh, with Ryan Priest on his bumper for a little bit. And Ryan's car fell off at the end. And Matt Hirschman's underpowered car managed to pick up a win. See, with the underpowered car, though, <laughs> the underpowered car is like a almost like a natural traction control. So you can make the car freer in the corner, therefore making it quicker in the corner. The guy and, rem- and it carries the speed, and you can keep the momentum up even passing cars. Well, the guy reminds me of myself. Um, go out and win the most races and complain about not having enough power. Never have enough power. Oh, right. Yeah. But he complains, eh, we need more rule changes. We need the power. We need this. We need that. And he goes and wins the most races. It's like, well, is it really that bad, dude? I mean, come on. You won I three was going to make a comment about crate motors and built motors, but I'll leave that alone. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Yeah, they don't they have, have their own division. Yeah, they the don't 602 have, they don't crates, have them, yeah. okay? The 602 crates were a good addition this okay, year. Okay, we want to like. run America Mods. Except okay. they sounded horrible. Yeah, they do sound pretty bad. On them. I mean, oh my god! I mean, they don't have big can. They don't have big compression. They don't have a lot of revs, so they sound like a trolling motor on a bass boat going by. So, I mean, it, mm. it sounded like Uncle Jed cut the fucking catalytic converters and exhaust off of his '97 Vortex Chevy off the and ran it wide open down the highway. <laughs> he didn't cut them off; they fell off. They rusted away, and he put them, you know, just left it there. Good God, was that the most... I left. Like, I couldn't stand listening to them. I left. Yeah, and you're telling me that, and I'm like, crap, now that's what my car's going to sound like, because I'm going to have headers <laughs> with bullet mufflers on my sportsman. Oh, oh well. God, it's terrible. I think a resonator makes them sound a little better. But... you got to do something to smooth out that rasp. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's we're, we're complaining about the wrong things here, but it's fine. Um, yeah, that's probably... You guys are supposed to sound good. <laughs> oh, I need Jesse to play that. Jesse makes parts of again. Nope, he's playing the Russia anthem again. <laughs> I wish you could hear because of this. Yeah. No idea what you just said. <laughs> I wish you could hear. Oh, well. we'll I thought that was coming through the microphone. I thought. Again, if you're listening and watching, we're really terrible at this. We'll figure it out someday. So, that's all we're going to talk about with uh, New Smyrna. Um, They gave this. I I was going to say one more thing, but it's like, no, okay, we're done. We're done with New Smyrna. It was great. I hope everybody watched it. The same complaints that we always have rang true yet again because every single caution took a half hour to an hour to clean up. But, you know, again, maybe we can have hope that someday they fix it, but they never have, so they never will. This is the South. They move slow in the South. Yeah, and they also die from eating too much fried food. So, I mean, that's why they move slow. 
Uh, anyway. What so, are you trying to say, Brett? You eat too much fried food in the South. That's what I'm trying to say. And they're all fat. Please watch your cholesterol. Yeah, your cholesterol is We bad. love you. It's very important. Anyway. I can, I can donate you some cholesterol. Hey, you want some? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm terrible. Anyway. So, Big League NASCAR returned. Um, I should go in order because I should. we're going to lump ARCA into it because ARCA is owned by NASCAR now anyway. So we had a couple local boys. I say local, more northeast than New England. Regional. Um, regional boys in that yeah, show. Some regional. In the ARCA race, they had Derek Griffith from New Hampshire, and they had Andy Jankowiak from New York, um, both in the race. Um, uh, Corey Heim ended up winning the race, but Derek Griffith was leading and got wrecked by his teammate, Gracie Trotter. Which sparked a lot of conversation amongst both sides of people with the whole Gracie yeah. Trotter thing, and I know we just got over talking. Well, there's about three sides. And all this we other have stuff and... we have the sexists. Yep. We have the simp's. Yep. And then we have the people who don't give a shit but say the truth, which is us, the truthers, right? Correct. The realists. Yes. Now. Gracie Trotter came over the radio and said to her spotter, is there anything I could have done different? Which was the dumbest fucking statement that she could have made. I'm like, don't say it. She said it. And her spotter says, yeah, you could have stayed off his bumper because there was nobody pushing her from behind. And she came and she drove up to Derek Griffith's bumper, hit him once, got him squirrely up the racetrack, which is, what, which is going to do what? It's going to slow him down. Then when he comes back down to straighten it out, she slams him in the left rear, doesn't lift, spins him out. He gets wrecked, race over for him. We'll like, see, number one... We'll show the yeah. Number one, you're bump drafting in the corner, so automatically that's not a smart move. Number two, if you don't know enough not to bump draft in the corner, I don't know what to tell you, but well, you probably you, shouldn't be in a race a, car. Well, they Go have a spotter, the and the whole race, if somebody's going to push on her back bumper, if somebody was really close, they'd be like, oh, coming up to push. Coming up to push you, mm-hmm. you know, they, they will relay this information to the driver. Yeah, which makes these races more like a spotter's race, really, than a driver's race. Yeah, but nonetheless, there was nobody behind her pushing her through it, so that re- that re- information was relayed to her from the spotter. Mm-hmm. So, a dumb. Uh, I mean, she's a rookie in it. What was it, a rookie? I have no idea. Maybe. Know, Let's give her the benefit yes. of the doubt and just say yes. You know, she's new to play racing. Okay, she make a dumbass mistake. Yeah, she made a dumbass mistake. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, anybody ever heard of Ricky Stenhouse Jr.? Yeah, he makes them all the time. He, he's known for making <laughs> dumbass mistakes on plate races. Anybody ever he heard of Joey Logano? Mistake. Anybody heard of Joey Logano? Cup Series champion. Always makes dumbass mistakes on, on these... Uh, well, they're not plate races anymore, but you know all these plate t- type tracks. Super speedway. Yeah, all it's these still super a plate races. The tapered spacer is still tapered a plate. spacer is just a fancy restrictor plate. Right. So you know Joey Logano still makes dumb errors on plate tracks. You're pulling he, 200 horsepower out of a motor. It's a restrictor. He 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 made one on the 500, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. So so That's don't truth. give me that she's oh we're picking our because she's just a woman bullshit. No, she made a dumbass mistake. I, she made a dumbass mistake. I don't care who you are, woman, man, Klingon, don't give a shit. Dog, driving a car somehow by miracle, don't care. If you make a dumbass mistake, you made a dumbass mistake. If you're in that driver's seat 
You are prone to criticism regardless of what you are. I don't care if you if you're the winningest driver and champion in the series and you make a dumbass mistake. We're going to tell you you made a fucking dumbass mistake. If you're a woman and you made a dumbass mistake, you made a fucking mistake. Get over it. Right, and to the simps, she's never going to go out with you. Right, so that don't chase feel it. Win. Yeah. That feel when she's never going to go out with you. Don't follow her on so Twitter not, if you so think knock that. that. So, you know, knock that shit off. Yeah. Grow up. Stop waiting. Anyway. Ain't going to happen. So, after that, actually, no, before that was the truck race. I just went in order of uh, the tier, I guess. I didn't go in order by day. Okay, Whatever. so don't truck matter. race. Don't matter. All right, so truck race was pretty interesting. Um it's always interesting to watch the different divisions and see how they drive in the pack because all four of them all drive completely differently. Like the ARCA car, they don't draft up on each other at all. It's like impossible to get a run. Um, the trucks, they got a little bit more dirty air. You can get runs. Uh, they, I think they're a little bit more closer to the cup cars and how they are now, a little bit more drag. Xfinity cars, they tend to be a little more difficult to uh, get runs on, but if you get close to each other, they're a lot easier to manipulate air and make them loose and stuff. So it's it's always interesting for me to watch these with all the different packages. So anyway, uh, Ben Rhodes picked up the Truck Series win uh, in a very wild last lap. Uh, Corey Roper. Now, is he related to Tony? Is Was Tony his uncle or father or what? I don't know. I gotta look that up because he up. runs the same number. It's the O four, right? right? Mm, yes. So um, it's it's definitely family. And remember, Tony Roper died, I think, in two thousand at Texas. Real bad hit, ugly hit. It's available. No, I think it was at. Uh, was it at Texas? I believe it was at Texas. It was one of them trioval tracks. I'm pretty sure it was Texas. Um, I'd have to look that up again, but I'm I'm going off memory, and I'm pretty sure it was. Might be his brother. Um, I think this, this guy's a younger kid, Corey Roper. I think he's younger. No, he's actually... Again, we don't prep for this no, show No, he's 43 years old. He's for, really? 43? Mm-hmm. With the name Corey? Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, maybe he's a cousin, brother, uncle, nephew. I don't know. <laughs> but he, I, I'm certain he's related. But he made a brilliant move to the lead in turn one on the last lap. Uh, obviously, it's a much more lower-funded team than everybody else. And he managed to hold off the whole pack until the exit of turn four when they finally got a run on him. Uh, ben Rhodes got the run, managed to, to get by on the outside. A big wreck happened behind. I think Jordan Anderson was like in ninth coming off of four. And he had a run coming, and everybody wrecked in front of him, and he was still trucking towards the front. And he ended up second. Uh, Roper ended up third. But I really got to give Corey Roper a ton of credit. I mean, he doesn't have his name out there a ton. Because I think he's kind of a mid-pack truck until you hit the super speedways. But he could have thrown very dangerous and really foolish blocks. But he didn't. And he put one block but left a lane up high. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ben Rhodes got by. But what are you going to do? Throw a really stupid block and wreck yourself? I don't think he was willing to take that risk. He really just kind of took his medicine. And he may not have won. But it was the smartest move he could have possibly made. He was a sitting duck. You know, the guys, they eventually caught him. They got by him. He sucked it up and brought the home, brought the truck home in one piece, absolutely clean. Again, he took his medicine, got the best safe, safe finish that he possibly could without junking the truck and putting himself in danger. It was really smart. I give him a lot of credit. Reddit says that Corey Roper is not related to Tony. 
Then why is he around the same number and have the same name? I don't know. <laughs> I don't trust Reddit with anything. <laughs> why is Phil's last name the same as Jock Villeneuve's first name? I don't know. That doesn't make Magic. any sense at all. <laughs> it's the same name. I don't know. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, this was also the second year in a row that um, Jordan Anderson finished second. And let's be fair, when there's a low-dollar team and a guy who made it on his own, it's Jordan Anderson. Um, Phil, you got anything on Jordan Anderson? I know you know a little bit more about the guy than I do. Not, I'm, not a whole lot. I did see something uh, because he because they canceled qualifying for the Xfinity, Xfinity Series, which he was uh, moving up into this year. He's probably not going to be running until May now. But, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about him. I just, I'm a big fan. Obviously, he kind of did it for a while uh, old school with a, a dually and a 34-foot trailer. Hmm. Yeah, he actually just got a stacker, I think. Uh, it's probably I, it's probably well used. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a full-size race trailer. I just don't know uh, how old it is or whose it was. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking up Corey Roper now because now I'm curious, and it's like, he's from Texas. I thought, you know, Tony Roper was from Texas. But I'm not seeing anything because I'm looking at the second worst page you can possibly look on, and that's called Wikipedia. That's, that's just exactly as, where I am. That's just as bad as Reddit because I don't trust anybody. Look, the guy runs the same goddamn number and has the same name. What am I supposed to think? Give me some credit, you know? Got to put two and two together. If it, you know, If it doesn't equal four, then I guess you did it wrong. Anyway, so um, I don't remember anything really of note coming from the truck race except for Ben Rhodes' win. Big win for him. I think it's only like his fifth career win in the series. He hasn't won a whole ton, but um, that's a that's pro- he said it's the biggest win of his career, so, and I'll give that to him. That's probably um, that probably is. I mean, any win at Daytona is going to be the biggest that you got. So. Um, is he is he the same one that intentionally wrecked the that kid in the eighteen truck at the end of last year? It could very well be, but I don't really remember. Yeah, um, that was the same guy. If it is, fuck him. Yeah, was it? Yeah, the same guy. It was ninety nine, right? Yeah, yeah, I I got like a six, I got yeah. a six month memory. I mean, you yeah. got to give me a little bit of here. Hack, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. So I figured out that Hemingway quote, if we can circle back to that. I, read, I actually did do some research to look it up. It says there's only three sports. Who are you, Jen Psaki? Hey, I circled back, okay. I, uh, there's only three sports, bullfighting, motor racing, and mountaineering. All the rest are merely games. So, yeah, thanks, Hemingway, you drunk. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so I went and looked up who won the Xfinity race because I missed pretty much all of it because i took my wife out for her birthday um and i didn't see any of it so don't feel bad uh but i i found out that austin Cindric won that race and it was the first win at daytona for the penske xfinity series program um so that was cool i know they were making a big deal about that before the race started and uh well he picked up where he left off last year so he was last year's champion He's going to be moving up to Cup next year. He made his first career start in the Cup Series at the Daytona 500 this year, and he was actually doing really well uh, yeah. t- until the very end. Uh, and we'll get to that. So, again, I don't think I don't have anything of note on the Xfinity race. I'm sorry. I, it's, it's just I just didn't watch. 
Uh, I recorded it, but I think it went over for some reason and it didn't record all of it because I have a different streaming program. I'm sorry. Uh, again, if you're looking for results and uh, journalism from here, you're not going to find it. We're just idiots giving an opinion and drinking beer. Uh, go find it somewhere else. But anyway, uh, so on to the Daytona 500. Uh, this was almost shades of last year. Uh, oh, God, yes. A lot of hype, a lot of excitement, a lot of buildup. Uh, 15 laps in, there's a giant wreck. I think it took out, like, took out, seriously, like 15 cars minimum. I know there was more damage, yeah. but yeah, um, big wreck, lap 15. And right after that, the rain hit, and it didn't look like it was going away. And we were like, oh, good, we're going to go to Monday like last year. Great. But no, after about a six, I think it was about six or five and a half hours, like yeah, worth roughly. Of something like that rain delay. They managed to get a window because all the rain kind of dissipated uh, around them, literally, like it just kind of went away magically. And they restarted the race. I think they got it restarted like between eight, nine o'clock. I'm like, this is going to be a late night. Um, but I mean, I can understand why they restarted it, even though it's going to finish so late because of TV contracts and money and all this other stuff behind the scenes. It's like, eh. I know it's really tough to reschedule shit like that. And But, I mean, if they have to, they have to. But if there's a window, they're going to take it. Even if it finishes on Monday, <laughs> they're going to do it. Um, big, Mike, big win. Just an unbelievably big win for a super nice guy. One of the nice guys of the sport. Uh, Michael McDowell and that front row motorsports team run by uh, Bob Jenkins and uh, some other guys, they picked up the win on a crazy-ass last lap. Um, everybody's all up in arms about that finish, too. I can't stand it because it's don't even go on social media during a race or after a race because you'll just get the worst of humanity. You get the worst anyway, but you're, you're really going to get the worst here. Um, I think it was big crashes on lap 15 and the final lap meant, I think it was only 12 or 11 cars scored on the lead lap at the end. Um, something like that. Yeah. I can only see four cars at the end of the race that had no damage on them whatsoever. Yeah. I believe it was the, the, the nine. Oh wait, the number, the winner was no, the one. winner had, <laughs> yeah, the winner had duct tape on his car. Yeah. It was yeah, like the, whole the race nine, side got wiped the three, the four and, um, uh, somebody else. Yeah, 934. BJ McLeod. Yeah, whoever. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. he, he put it on the trailer. It was clean. Yeah. yeah, some, yeah I think, I think so. that was it. <laughs> yeah, whoever finished like fifth. He was like 20th or something, yeah. but he, he kept his nose clean all day. Oh, he yeah. didn't wreck it. So anyway, BJ's a badass, so I'm not going to fuck with him. Um, but like like I said, a huge win for, Chase, or for uh, Michael McDowell, but Chase Elliott fans were absolutely fucking insufferable with their amateur analysis of the finish last night just unbelievably insufferable just because the just because the the television camera can't see the yellow white doesn't mean it doesn't exist right <laughs> you know? the guy even goes on and gets interviewed and he tells them yeah i wasn't even close to him when the yellow light came on and all his fans are posting screenshots on facebook they're like no look he's ahead and the yellow light's on it's like Hey, doofus, the camera wasn't even on the lights when it freaking went yellow, you dumbass. It was on the racetrack. You couldn't even see the fence from there. Hey, Jesus Brent, Christ. Do you want to know like, what Michael McDowell was thinking? I don't care. I don't care. 
care. <laughs> My jokes don't go over. I don't care. Everybody. I think I- he cared quite a bit. He's like, I don't care what you guys think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to because it was obvious by rule that he won. Um, you know, bef- I think I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but uh, I need to go into some kind of small diatribe here about the all the stuff that they showed pre-race. Um, I got to preface this with the fact that I watch sports because I want an escape from reality. Okay. Everything that I, if I watch TV, every TV show, every news channel, every comedy network, every sports thing, everything on TV has like woke, um, social justice issue stuff underlying literally everything. Lousy Democrats. And I can't read a newspaper. I can't open a magazine. I can't read a book nowadays. I can't go on any form of social media without being completely bombarded by it. I can't, like, watch YouTube. I can't do any sort of streaming service without being completely bombarded by it. So for me, to watch sports... It's supposed to be an escape from reality. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that athletes and other people can't have their own opinions or even voice those opinions. But when every single or at least every other different news like segment or um, piece to camera or like, you know, the pre-race stuff where they show little videos and like little segments and stuff that they pre-record uh, before the race so that they can show up before in the pre-race stuff. Every other thing is about, like I said, woke stuff, social justice issues, etc. I mean, I watched them. Again, I don't care if I get hate for this because it's the truth. But they paraded out an interview with Kyle Larson where a guy interviewed him. And he basically drug him over the coals and says, he essentially told the guy, look, we don't think... And he didn't say this verbatim, but he's like, hey, you know, we don't think that you're really sorry enough. We don't think you're guilty enough. You know, he just kept peppering him with questions like, oh, why'd you say that? Oh, why'd you do that? What in your upbringing made you think that was okay for you to say? And it's like, shut the fuck up already. You know, I don't watch racing to watch a driver who's already been drugged through the coals for a fucking year be told by some interviewer that he doesn't look guilty enough, that he doesn't feel guilty enough. Oh, why'd you get your why'd you get your job back? Do you think being fired was justifiable? I don't give a fuck. Tell me something about racing. It's not enough that I want to escape from this. It's not enough that you have to have the fake apology. Now they have to actually make you believe it in some kind of dystopian nineteen eighty four kind of deal. And again, Just leave us alone. I again I'm not saying you can't express yourself as an athlete, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is, I don't. Sports are an escape from reality, okay? Not a forum to completely fucking bombard me with this stuff. Again, I get it from everywhere else. I want a couple hours watching one sport or one game or whatever. Say I'm a basketball fan. What do I want to watch? People playing basketball, people playing it with skill people playing it with a certain amount of passion. You know what I mean? I don't want a goddamn lecture on social justice. 
I'll just, just leave us alone. Please, just, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radials, <laughs> and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. I just want... I, Just one... One. All I'm asking for is just one escape. Again, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's pervasive. You gotta think about it this way. Why am I mad about this? Because it's everywhere. And the reasoning is... This is bad for your cause, if you think about it. Because what you're doing is you're taking this cause and bombarding people in the face with it 24 fucking 7. And you know what? People get annoyed by that. You've got to get mad! And it's like... I want you to get mad! What happens is people start to become annoyed when all they hear is this. And it's always negative. People can't live off of constant negativity. They can't. I'm not contributing to what's happening in the world or to what's happening in your world by not listening to you. I know a lot of these things are bad. I know racism's bad. I know sexism's bad. I know sexual harassment's bad. I know sexual assault's bad. I know blaming people for things that are wrong based solely on their race is bad. I don't teach my son to hate people because they're different. I don't. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that what you want people to do? You want people to just be normal and not thought of as anything else because of what they are. That's exactly what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm doing. But if I say that I'm sick of watching every fucking thing on the earth be about social justice issues and I can't fucking escape it, it's constantly there, then I lose interest. Then when I lose interest, somebody walks up and says, well, if you don't like it, then you're a racist. No, I'm fucking not a racist. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! I'm as mad as hell! I'm as mad as hell! Okay. So, I'm as mad as hell. I'm not going to take this anymore. Go away, boy. <laughs> so, again, I don't want people... If I don't want to hear it, I don't fucking have to hear it. If I don't want to watch it, I don't have to watch it. I can believe in it without actively participating in it at every single moment of my life. And I don't have to be called a racist, bit sexist, bigot, whatever, just because I don't want to fucking hear it once. Okay? This is not how you get people to agree with you. All or nothing, with us or against us, is not how you fucking get people to go along with what you want. I'm not going to take this anymore! That's all I have to say. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 (laughs) violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. Watch that movie, kids. Watch the movie Network. It'll change your life, okay? Pay attention to it, too. (laughs) Okay? Network. By the way, I didn't write any of that down. (laughs) I was just very angry. Phil, would you like to contribute? No, I think I think you said everything. <laughs> there you go. Mike. Sorry, I didn't let anybody get in because I was just. Everybody on a roll. knows things are bad, and I appreciate the fact that everybody let me kind of just go with that one. So my life has value. Uh, I'm a human being. God damn it! I want to just say one thing. <laughs> I do find it funny that in the woke 500, 
the white openly Christian man won. Oh, um, also, um, I did kind of find it a little bit funny that uh, BK Doherty had a car on there because he's black and it, it was sponsored by Cottonelle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do about the depression oh, and the inflation boy. and the Russians and the crime in we the street. Didn't, we didn't notice that, did we? Actually, Jesse noticed, and he's like, "If, it's, if racism like, is that bad in this country, then why did BK Doherty have Cottonelle on the, as don't a sponsor?" Don't give them man. any freaking fire so fuel, bad, Jesse. Don't don't give them ideas, please. Don't why, give them ideas. If it's so bad, why did you have this racism and go back that far with Cottonelle on the car? Because they <laughs> gave him money. Duh. Who else is gonna fund the car? <laughs> I mean, he didn't, he didn't get it himself. Ooh. I mean, Ooh. Uh, uh. anyway, um, so yeah, please, can we just go back to sports being some kind of, you know, a release? That would be nice. You know, people, people have been cooped up for a fucking year with this pandemic bullshit. They need some way of just enjoying themselves. You know, I don't need to hear all this shit all the time when I see it all the time. I see it all the time. Trust me, your message is out there. Okay? You don't have to try that hard. It's out there. Calm down. Okay? Be a sport. Be one, fun again. I have one thing to Make say. Make it fun. <laughs> I wish Fox. Phil could hear this. How about fart? I wish I could too. But anyway, <laughs> this was Michael's first win in 358 starts. It was the second most starts before getting their first win since Michael Waltrip. And it couldn't happen to a nicer guy and a God-fearing fellow. Thank you, Michael McDowell. I was very happy you won that race. You're actually... And nobody... It's funny. Nobody had an ill word to say about the guy. You know, what's also funny is that teams spend millions and millions of dollars on wind tunnel testing and, and trimming the car out mm -hmm. and... Bringing everything as close to the template as cheating the template, and uh, a guy with a, uh, a underfunded team and a truck stop as a sponsor in a very regional area, I believe it's Loves Mostly on Valentine's Day, which the irony is not lost upon. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Loves on Valentine's Day. You know, I, I the irony is definitely not lost on me, and um. He comes into victory lane with a banged up car with with uh, tissue paper wrapped around it or whatever. Uh, yeah, she was beat up, beat up and snot. So it looked worse than a race at Bristol. So how much did all that money go to uh, getting uh, your car ripped in half along the catch fencing and all that good stuff? Yeah, poor Brad. Fuck me, that was a bad wreck. You know, he he made a lot. He did probably the best driving throughout the whole race. He was the only guy who could make the pack move with him. And when he wanted to do a run on somebody, he would be able to lay back and get the run going. He was the only one that was really, you could see, driving the best race. He was in tune. He was really yeah. on. He was with it. And yeah. you could see the disappointment because he knows yeah. that he was the best that day. And he knows. He was the best driver. fell apart. That day, probably the best drive. I think the best car was like the 11, and the 11 in Bubba Wallace's car was real fast. All the Gibbs cars were really fast. Um, they were really trimmed out there, but you know, things happened to them. They had a bad pit stop. 
I mean, and and they've went to the back. So we have to give our local boy Ryan Priest a lot of credit here. He yeah. was he was up front pretty much all day stealing TV time from the big teams. Oh, it pissed me off so bad when they had. I don't know if you noticed this, Phil. Did you see early in the race where he was running third, and um, yes. and he was behind uh, Kyle Busch, who was in second, and Martin and uh, Denny Hamlin, mm-hmm. and they had that big ad for Toyota that lasted about you know five ten minutes or whatever. It was a really you long can, commercial. You, it was a very long live commercial break. Um, I would call that in the radio business a live read, really. Pretty much, um, yeah. Uh, that's basically a live read advertising, but you can actually see the cameraman cropping out ryan priest like he would sneak out there just a little bit and they'd be like oh no no yeah no, it's no, like no. oh no 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 he's no no coming. no we gotta he, go to the gibbs cars he's getting he's getting a run up on him so they crop in a little bit tighter on the 11 and the 18 <laughs> so and then and then they oh then it gets a little jittery and then they can widen it out and be and the camera be more stable so as a cameraman i saw that and i thought man that really pisses me off because ryan really needs this sponsor exposure and Really needs a lot of funding, and he's running up front, getting that sponsor exposure. And hell, he made it yeah. through. He made it through like two could've giant wrecks. Could have made his whole season. I hope it does. I mean, I really he still ran so. good. Yeah. Even that, though that first wreck he missed. Good lord. I don't even know how the fuck he did it. Wow. Like, he he was know. the last car. Yeah, he yeah. was the last car. The last car through without getting hit. And then the door shut, and everyone. Yeah, everybody else wrecked. <laughs> wow. But let's yeah, be fair here. Crazy. Ryan did get wrecked at the end, but he kept it rolling to the finish line, which is something that um, Kyle Larson couldn't do. He got turned around, which is why you uh, saw the uh, running order looked a little different at the end because they made an adjustment. Larson got turned around after the caution flag couldn't meet pace car speeds. So that's why Ryan got credited for sixth place and Larson went back. But yeah, that's almost the top five in the Daytona 500. Yeah, got a little wadded up on the right side. Not too bad, but... He was up front all day. His pit crew let him down yet again. He came in, what, second after one of the stages, and he ended up, what, 14th? 14th. That's unacceptable, dude. Yep. Unacceptable. Come on. Just un... Uh, you, you can't blame Ryan on that unless he stalled the car. I, I be, yeah, I may be wrong, but I think these might be uh, Hendrick development crews, too. Yeah, development, meaning not good enough for Hendrick. <laughs> Yeah, they better develop quickly, or this is going to be a problem well, for him again this year. You know, yeah, because uh, they better you, develop quick because they're going to a single fucking lug nut. They're going to be out of a goddamn job. Well, Greg Jim Sachs Bo- was a <laughs> ran a de- uh, Hendrick development team in 1985, and mm. uh, he won he won right. the Firecracker 400 in the greatest upset in motor racing history. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. jeez. Yeah, but then again, back then you probably could do that. So, well, guys, you know, can happen back then, guys. With, Guys who own car dealerships could own a cup team. Now you got guys who own like car dealerships four, owning a cup team. Rick four, Hendrick. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how he started. But now you got to own like a biochemical company or something like Pfizer. Yeah. You got to own like a blue chips fucking company to in order to own a fucking cup team now or some shit. So yeah, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> anyway. Um, I think I'm done with shout outs. I mean, Bubba Wallace really showed it, showed really well that race too. He was up. He had a fast car. He had a car car. identical to his owners. They were good. They were really good. It's trendy not to like him. It's trendy not to like him, but you got to give credit where it's due. You know, I mean, the guy was in the top five almost all damn day. 
He bailed out at the last, you know, when everybody went fucking nuts down the backstretch. He bailed out at the end. He said he did. He said, I didn't have a run. I bailed out waiting for the wreck. The wreck happened, and he still got into it because he couldn't avoid it. There's nowhere to go. It's like, well, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I mean, everybody was safe. And everybody wanted to jump online and be like, oh, you're going to tear up a lot of cars this year. It's like, you wouldn't have fucking missed it, asshole. Shut your goddamn mouth. 36 cars got tore up. Yeah. You ain't. You wouldn't have been no fucking difference, listen, idiot. Sit listen, on your couch and drink your beer. There's 34 cards. That, yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, I don't like any of the woke shit as much as the other people, but, I mean, come on. 30 cars got tore up that race. Bubble Walls being in it. The odds were good anyway. Give it a fuck. The odds rest, were people. good. It's Daytona. That's what's going to happen. he didn't even tear it up that bad. He still finished. I mean, it's not his fault. <laughs> you know? The bottom line to me was that Bubba ran consistently up front all day. Yeah. That's not something he's been able to do. He usually goes up, falls back, goes up, falls back all day long. Yeah, when Ryan was allowed to stay up front, yeah. he would stay there all day. He was in top ten all day. His yeah. his yep. teammate wasn't. Yeah, Ryan Priest's car is told and he finishes what sixth. Yep, he kept yep. his foot down with the right side dragging on the ground. And he still, I was like, for it, I'm screaming at my TV, for it, you gotta finish. Usually they inter- keep your spot, and yet no interview. <laughs> After the race, they interview everybody else. That pissed me off, too, because they didn't interview Corey Roper at the end of the Truck Series race. Again, the big the big name sponsors, the guys that buy the TV time like that, they're not going to allow that. They, the big sponsors will butt out those little sponsors like that. TV time is reserved for TV-sized teams. Well, NASCAR will suck the dick of any major corporation just to get the sponsor into NASCAR. So, I don't I mean, even look at feel charters. like they gave... What's that? I don't feel like they gave Michael McDowell enough TV time. Well, no. they gave him a little interview at the end, but again, I mean, they didn't get him in victory lane. They didn't get the post-race shit. I mean, I, yeah. I kept it tuned in. Remember when Earnhardt won? God, he talked for a goddamn hour. Earnhardt yeah. Sr. Oh, like, he was on CBS for a fucking hour. You know, yeah, and he was I mean, taking go karts every or golf well, carts everywhere. That's that's diff- That's kind of different. Though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, he was the okay. Big, that is different. He's the biggest star in in the, in the sport at that time, and he, that was the one, only one that escaped him. Yeah, know? but if you won the Daytona, I mean, hell, he was probably on get something. I mean, he was probably on sixty minutes or J, and Jay Leno, you know, <laughs> probably, and everything. Yeah, you know? I'm pretty sure he was. Michael right? McDowell's not going to go on sixty minutes or Jimmy Fallon. Well, he better whatever. go on the goddamn media tour. That's all I got to say. I hope so. All um, right. No one watches late night TV anyway, so who gives a shit? Where are we at? <laughs> Long. Oh, uh, and most of that oh, race, was, most of that race, it was it, it was single file parade lap for like yeah, at but least here's the sixty to eighty laps. Here's the thing, though: were they doing that because they wanted to? Because that was the only thing they could do. Or were they doing that because they just wanted to get the race over and because they were they just didn't want to wreck? I don't know what they want. All Boring. I know, that's all I know. I'm Boring. You know, I'm actually quite quite okay with it because it was like the drivers knew that the fans wanted this race to be over because it was so late and they just hit the fast forward button. And I was totally fine with that. I only care about watching the beginning. And the end. Well, they make if these. If they just want the middle to be a little bit of a break, that's well, fine. They make I don't these need to rules see, to have, you know, you know, passing and jockeying for position and all the all if the you, excitement. It was the most exciting, boring race I've ever seen. Well, that's the thing is they wrecked half the goddamn field. So how exciting do you think it's gonna be? There's not 40 cars out there. There's 25. I mean, it's just nothing left. They're not gonna be that exciting without as many cars. 
And the more cars in the pack, the more you're going to get people to move around. There's not as many people, you're not going to move around. I mean, just right. that's just how it is. The first wreck is what dictated that race, and that's why everybody ran it single file. It's fine that it ran single file. Get over it. You're never going to see a race with that much excitement and that much drama and that much, you know, Carnage, that was probably also the most expensive race. Fuck, that was a lot. On the, on the race teams. I wonder how many millions of dollars there were uh, spent after that race right off. Penske rode off at least three cars. <laughs> For some of those bigger teams, it really doesn't even matter at this point, though, because of the next-gen car. But those small teams really going to feel that. Yeah. That's, I mean, when you go yeah. into that race, do you expect to write that car off now? Is that how this is going to go? I hope not. I mean, that's pretty much what you have to do, I think. I hope not. That's a scary proposition because especially um, what scared me the most was Brad's wreck. I mean, oh. if if instead of the rear section of the car, if that was the roll cage, do you think the outcome would be any different? That's the same thing as Austin Dillon. If that was the cage, what would have happened? What would happen if it was the cage and you get up into that catch fence and rip it all to shreds? You'd have uh, Russell Phillips. I mean, you're going to... I mean, all this play racing is fine and dandy, but NASCAR doesn't do anything until somebody big name dies. And that's how it's been. And you're going to see more of this until somebody big dies again. I hope not. I hope not, too. But anyway, we should probably wrap this thing it up. It is what it is. So they're going to be back at Daytona, and they're going to run the road course next week, which I really hate because that road course is not very conducive to good racing with these cars. It's good for a 24-hour sports car race, but for cup cars, it's really fucking boring. I wasn't boring. too happy about the Bush, the, the Bush Clash. I wasn't either. even going to talk about it because I hated it that much. It doesn't make the they Daytona... Do a multi-class race. They should. Just let them all go out there. Trucks. That's Xfinity. a great idea. Phil. Trucks they Xfinity Cup, and Arca? everybody shares it. Yeah, Arca <laughs> Truck. The Xfinity and, and the Cup. That's a great idea. Let so everybody a share a pit stall. Endurance multi-class race. You can share pit stalls. Just put the tires in the right pile and have everybody volunteer to pit cars. You're fine. See, that's great. Teams share pit crews anyway. That's exactly. So why not? Just let them get to practice. Give them some Gatorades no. and send them out there. It doesn't make the 500 any more special. That's what the Bush Clash was intended to do. No. Was that... to make the 500 special. You could give a window for which each class can pit. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like a five-lap window. Yeah. All right. All right, we're going to wrap this thing up. You can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. Uh, you can find it on Instagram, at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. You want to send us an email to give us a show idea or an interview or just a little feedback. Who cares? Send us anything. Uh, go to makinglapspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me at BrentGleason01 on face on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash SidsVault. Uh, go over there and subscribe to that. Uh, you can find Phil at PJakes, P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-S, Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find Jesse at Gab or in a dark alley. You can find me uh, at <laughs> my futon pulls out, but I don't. Correct. On, on Gab. Wow. Apparently, he can be found writing serial murder plots. <laughs> I don't know what you God. mean, Phil. Why did my wife and kid walk in at that moment? Uh, By anyway. whatever do you mean, Phil? Because I was supposed <laughs> to say, get the end of the podcast. All right. So, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Brad, do you want to end this thing for oh, us? Did you, did you say <laughs> Phil? Yes, I did. Roger. Do it. Do it good, boy. Keep the dude to say I'm in That's still not nice. Okay, that's, yeah. It was close. It was close. Good enough. 
So uh, keep the dirty side down and stay out of the fence. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, bye bye.